The great grandchildren call Angela grand, Grandma, and they call me Pastor Goodluck. I said, It's not fair. You can't call her Grandma, and I'm Pastor Goodluck. That's not fair. I don't like that. Uh, and I keep telling Bishop Igele, Keep raising them. When you're through with them, you've done a good job. Send them over. I'll receive them. And I will receive them. She sang Uji thank greatly this morning that today we have uh, Reverend Carol Higele that's here with us to share with us. She's a great minister of God and it's a great privilege to have her speak to us this morning. Would you please put your hands together? Welcome her. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor with a smile and tell your neighbor, I love you. Tell your neighbor, I love you with the love of the Lord. And I'm happy you are sitting by me. I'm happy you are standing by me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm so happy to be here this morning, to be in your midst. I want to tell you that you are in a great church. I want to tell you that you have a great spiritual father and mother. When you are so used to them... You might not easily understand, but these are genuine servants of God. I can tell you that. Hallelujah. And I want to appreciate the pastor, Pastor Goodluck, and my sister, Pastor Angela, and all of you for the great work you are doing for us in Nigeria, in Africa. Your pastor is not just pastoring this church alone. He's an apostle. He's a great teacher and he's influencing the world. And I want to tell you, you don't just belong to this church alone. You belong to the body of Christ and you are influencing lives that you don't know. And the Lord will bless you for that. Thank you so much for all that you are doing, for the Winning Pastors Conference, for the medical outreach, for the Nigerian, the African Children's Village, and for so many things. May the Lord reward you abundantly. In Jesus' powerful name, I pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. There is a song I love so much, and I just want, yeah, can you sing that song? I'm no longer. Is that 
Anda mama I'm a child And all the children of God put their hands together for the most high God for your father it's a great privilege when I say hallelujah you say yeah hallelujah 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 God bless you as you take your seat This morning, beat your chest. Say, I am a child of God. Beat your chest. Say, I am a child of God. Say, I know it. I believe it. And it is working for me. Somebody shout, Yeah! Woo! I'm speaking about the unseen spiritual force working for you. The unseen spiritual force working for you. The unseen spiritual force working for you. That's what I'm talking about this morning. You know, we are spirit beings. We only live in a carton called this body. According to Kenneth Hagen, 
Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. This body you are seeing is just the carton housing you. The voice you are hearing now is the voice of my spirit. When I die, or if I die, you will not hear this voice. I'm looking at you, peeping through the windows of my eyes. It's my spirit looking at you. Tell yourself I'm a spirit. Hmm. When I die, my eyes will be opened, but you will not be able to connect to me. Because the person inside the inner man is gone. So, there are many things you might not know when you are walking in the flesh. When you tune to the spirit, there are many things that will begin to unfold to you. So, I'm talking about the unseen spiritual force that is working for you. It's called the Abrahamic Covenant. Tell yourself the Abrahamic covenant is the unseen spiritual force working for me. Shout hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 to 28 is the story of how God created this earth and handed over the earth to his children. The first family, Adam and Eve. And he told them something. He said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, have dominion. Just enjoy your lives. Unfortunately, they disobeyed God. They fell. Man fell through the disobedience as the devil deceived the first family. So, the plan of God concerning that family was truncated. That family, Adam and Eve, they were supposed to so multiply, so replenish, so fruitful, that they are supposed to have given birth to all of us, all of us being fruitful, but it did not work. So, God went in search for another family that will fulfill that purpose. And he picked the family of Abraham. Say Abraham. And I want us to look at it. In Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Genesis 12, verses 1 to 3. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Verse 3. And I will bless 
them that bless thee, and cause them that curse thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. It is God himself that spoke to Abraham. And Abraham agreed. He said, okay, God, no problems. I'll go with you. Anywhere you send me, I'll go. Say, take your wife, just leave. Leave your former world. Leave your former attitudes. Leave your former gods. Leave everything you were doing before. Just follow me. I'm taking you to a new world. And Abraham said, yes, sir. And he followed God. And in chapter 17 of Genesis, God decided to make a covenant with Abraham. I'm talking about the unseen force that is working for you. The Abrahamic covenant. And what is a covenant? It's an agreement. It's just an agreement between two people or two companies or even two nations. And the agreement is usually an official matter. You know, sometimes it can be solemn, but it is binding. Tell somebody, binding. Binding means you have to keep to the terms of the agreement. If you do not keep to the terms of the agreement, it's broken and the agreement will not work. So God decided to enter into an agreement, into a covenant with Abraham. Not only Abraham, Abraham and his seed to generations yet unborn until Jesus comes. Hallelujah. I want us to read. Genesis chapter 17. That is the covenant. Hallelujah. I'm trying to get there. Genesis chapter 17. Let me start reading from this one. And when Abraham was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Verse 2. And I will make my covenant between me and thee. And we multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee. And thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abraham, but thy name shall be called shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. Verse six. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful. And I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. Can I hear a big amen? The covenant disallows you from giving birth to vagabonds and drug addicts. I didn't hear amen. 
The covenant that God made with Abraham disallows you from having birthing children that are non-entities. Can I hear a big amen? I'm trying to explain to you what God told Abraham and what he's telling you now. Verse 7. And I will establish my covenant between you, between me and thee, and I see that after the India generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God to thee and to thy seed after thee. Say to me, he will be my God. He will be the God of my children. He will be the God of my children, 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 children. Till Jesus comes. Shout hallelujah. So you cannot say, I don't know what's wrong with my son. You must know. You must enforce the covenant. I know, I know I'm going to heaven, but my son, I don't know what's wrong with him. Nothing is wrong with him. Just blow out the demons from his ears. Hallelujah. You know, the kingdom of God survived violence. And the violence take it by... So, Pastor Goodlaw says, how did you just be training them? I trained them by fire and by force. My children have no option. They must have the Lord. They must have the Lord. In all generations, they must serve the Lord. It's, it's part of the covenant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 8, and I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, or the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Raise your hand and say, God, you are my God. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. Let me jump. Let me jump. Let me go to verse 16. Let me go to 15. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her. And she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Hallelujah. Let me jump to verse 21. And my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. Hallelujah. When you go study the covenant, study the agreement between God and Abraham, and Abraham's seed in all generations. So this is the covenant that God made with Abraham. And from what I can see, Abraham trained his children in that way. 
Because I read in the Bible that when Isaac got married, the wife was not having children. The Bible says that Isaac entreated the Lord. He was a prayer man. Abraham trained Isaac to serve God. So the covenant worked for Isaac. Because the covenant is, you shall serve me, God, and I will bless your bread and water. Exodus chapter 23. You shall serve me, God. I will be your God. You will serve me. You will worship me. My own duty as God is to multiply you exceedingly. I will bless your bread and water and I will protect you. Shout hallelujah. So it worked for Isaac. Let me tell you how. In Genesis chapter 26. Genesis 26. You see what happened to Isaac. Genesis 26. Verses 12 and 13. See what happened to Isaac. Then Isaac sowed in the land and received in the same year an hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Verse 13. And the man Isaac eh, was great and went forward and grew until he became very great. In one year. Because there was an unseen force that was propelling him. That unseen force will propel your family today. Mahindegegege. You wonder, how did Isaac make it in one year? He sowed. He reaped a hundredfold. Then he was great. He moved forward. The man grew until he became very great. Are you, are you getting a similarity with the covenant? He said, I will make thee exceedingly fruitful. It worked for Isaac. It worked for the son of Isaac, Jacob. I'm talking about the Abrahamic covenant. Hallelujah. It worked for Jacob. Jacob was so blessed, so, so blessed, that he even began to wrestle with the, with the unseen. He wrestled with a spiritual being. And when the day was breaking, the man told him, please let me go. The day is breaking. Isaac said, no. And Jacob said, no, you can't go until you bless me. You've got to bless me. There is something working through me. I am a blessing and I'm a carrier of blessings. And I'm a blessing to my generation. So you must bless me. And the man said, okay, please, it's okay. I change your name. You will no more be a supplanter. You will be a prince. Because with man you have prevailed, and with God you have prevailed. Shout hallelujah. Am I looking at somebody prevailing with man this morning? If you are the one, say, I am here. Am I looking at some people prevailing against God this morning? 
that we tell God, God, no, you've got to do it. And God said, no, I'm not doing it. Say, you will do it. And God will change his mind. You know the man? Hezekiah. Hallelujah. You don't say, it is God. Let him do what he wants. No. Tell him what you want. Ye are gods, all of you, sons of the Most High. If you cannot take that authority, you will perish like men, men. So I take my authority. I say, my children, you will serve the Lord. A big, big, big. Shall I tell you the secret of how they all came to serve the Lord? Every morning I cast Paul. I bring their photographs and I speak to them. You, Noja, you will serve the Lord. You, 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 Toro, I call up your spirit. I bind you to the Abrahamic covenant. Sin will not have dominion over you. You will prevail against it. You are, you are raising a righteous generation. You, Ogale, all of them, all of them. By the way, I have four biological children and three adopted ones, and they are all serving the Lord. They must shout hallelujah. You can do like me, you can do likewise. Do not be discouraged. Tell somebody, do not be discouraged. Tell somebody, do not fear. We sang it this morning, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I don't know. One lady was telling me, you know what I do? I lock up my children. I said, why do you lock them up? So that they will not mix with the world. I say, my dear. You can't put your children in prison. Because you are afraid. Do not be afraid. Just know the word of God and apply the word of God. By the time you train them, you teach them, you teach them the word, you train them, they are born again, spirit filled. Throw them to hell. Hell will scatter. You only see Oji singing gentle songs. She said, demon cast out. Lion gives birth to lion. I'm a lion. I don't give birth to goats. Hallelujah. So the unseen force is there. So I just want to talk. Do you know that Abraham had two sets of children? Two sets. One, the physical children. If you read the genealogy, you say Abraham gave birth to Isaac, Isaac to Jacob, Jacob the twelve tribes of the twelve tribes of and where is Israel? Israel is not in heaven. Israel is here on earth. They are the physical children of Abraham. Hallelujah. And there is something peculiar about these people called the Jews. Something very peculiar. They are human beings like me and you, but the way they excel in everything they do, you take a step backward and say, wow, what's happening to this, to this race? 
Israel is a very small country, tucked in somewhere in the Middle East. But they are mostly billionaires. Listen to me. You talk about Nobel Prize winners. Go to Israel and check them. Nobel Prize in peace, no peace. Nobel Prize in science, Nobel Prize in literature, Nobel Prize in discovery, in everything. Israel. Do you know there is a small town in Belgium? The town is near Brussels. It's called Antwerp. That little town of Antwerp is the diamond capital of the world. Diamond. Do you know that the Jews, they are the ones that control the diamond of the world? Do you know how much diamond is? Man, these guys have a force working for them. Hallelujah. Israel, where is a little strip where it is located? It is surrounded by enemy nations. Do you reason why they cannot get rid of Israel? They cannot. There is a force. Push your neighbor, say, There is a force. When we are talking about Abraham, he said, that's very far. Okay, Israel, Israel is even here. You can actually travel to Israel today if you want. And then, people began to study them. Say, what is, what is behind even people that are not Christians? Scientists, atheists, students, researchers, they begin to, what is, what is, what is, what's happening to this nation? And they came up with some findings, some staggering findings. And the findings are, the Jews, from generation to generation, they teach their children that there is a covenant, an agreement that God made with their father Abraham. And that agreement, that covenant is a covenant of peace and prosperity. So as the children grow, they know that we are the head and not the tail. Hallelujah. They know as they grow that we will be above only and never beneath. They just know it. It is in their DNA. They just grow that way. So no little wonder they succeed everywhere they go. When you meet a Jew, and you ask a Jew, why are you not poor? He will reply, because poverty is not in the covenant. Say what? Say yes. Our father Abraham made an agreement, and that is what we are passing through. That is what is working for us, and poverty is not. They will tell you anything that is not part of the covenant, they, they throw it off. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Abraham has two sets of children. The physical children, which I have told you, 
the Jews. Then the spiritual children. Say, I'm a child of Abraham. I'm a child of Abraham. How did you get this connection? How did you get this connection? Go to Galatians chapter 3, verses 13, 14. Galatians. I hope you can hear me well. (laughs) Somebody shout hallelujah. Galatians chapter 3. Verses 13 and 14. 13. And it goes, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That means, you know, Jesus physically came through the lineage of Abraham. If you go to Matthew chapter 1 verse 1, you begin to see, and Abraham began this, began until you see Jesus there. Physically, he came through the lineage of Abraham. Now, Jesus came and died on the cross for you and I. He shed his blood on the cross The moment you believe it and you accept Jesus into your heart to be your personal Lord and Savior, you now fall in line with the Abrahamic covenant. That is how you became connected. Hallelujah. He said the Gentiles, let's go to verse 29. Verse 29. And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That is, if you are born again, you are now Abraham's seed. You are now connected to Abraham. And when you are connected to Abraham, it means, you know, the, the children, the little children, they sing Abraham's blessings are mine. It means all the blessings, everything that God promised Abraham automatically comes to you and your family. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. A long time ago, before the missionaries came to Nigeria, I was told this story about my great-grandmother. She was living in one little village somewhere by a river. And she got married to my great-grandfather. And my great-grandfather went into a covenant, into an agreement with the water spirits that he, he will serve the water spirit with his children and his generation, excluding me. <laughs> and then, 
The water spirits in turn will protect him. They entered into that agreement. And then the water spirit told him, you know, your children in their generations, they must not eat lobster. You know lobster? Red lobster. <laughs> and you know, our little village, there are many lobsters by the river everywhere. I say, ah, this evil spirit must be very wicked. <laughs> Hallelujah. But my great-grandmother gave her life to Christ when the missionaries came. And then, my great-grandfather told the children, you must not go to church. You must not serve their God. You are serving these water demons. And my great-grandmother called the children and said, you must go to church. <laughs> you must disobey your father unknowingly. So the children said, what are we going to do? He said, before your father wakes up in the morning on a Sunday, you have disappeared. So on Saturday evening, the children will all have their bath, get their clothes ready. Early in the morning on Sunday, 5 a.m., they will carry their clothes and run away. And run to church. And my great-grandfather was very displeased. But they kept doing that. Because my great-grandmother read in the Bible that there's an Abrahamic covenant. And that if she didn't bring her children to know God, then there is going to be a problem. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. You that is looking at me, you have a lot to do for your family. You have a lot. You are their savior. You just have to do something for them. You cannot say, well, what do I do now? They have gone astray. They will come back. So it was, on a good day, sunny day, in Nigeria, Africa, my grandmother, who was, in, who was like 13, was a young, a teenager, she started dying. She fell down and started fitting and was dying. So everybody gathered. They were shouting. Some were bringing, some were, they were trying to resuscitate her. Her eyes turned and she was just fitting and she was just dying. So they ran to call the father who was my great-grandfather. And my great-grandfather got there and looked at her and he smiled. <laughs> you are going to die. You have eaten lobster. You know, the agreement, the covenant with the evil spirits is that you should not eat lobster. Then you went with your mother at the back, serving some stupid gods, and now you're going to die. So my great-grandmother said, die? I didn't read in the covenant that my child will die. It is not written. I am under the Abrahamic covenant, and I know that there is a spiritual force. So the few Christians that were in that village carried my grandmother. And they started running and trekking a very long distance to the next village where their 
many more Christians. And where there is a Bible. Because in their village, there was no Bible. So they ran, they trekked, they trekked, they trekked. They got to the place. So the Christians gathered. And the unbelievers gathered. What is happening? He said, this child is dying. She has broken the terms of the covenant of the spirit of the waters. So the hidden, they are on one side. The few Christians, they are on one side. So it's a battle of covenants. So who is going to win now? What's going to happen? Is it really true that there's somebody called Abraham? Is it really true that there's somebody called Jesus? Are they, are they joking? And then, the Christians, the few Christians, they brought the only Bible that was there. They could not even read. <laughs> but they knew that whatever is written there is the truth. So they just opened the Bible and put it on top of the child's head. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. And then they started singing and dancing around it. What they were singing is, if a strong man sees a stronger man, he must bow and he must run away. So they put the Bible on the child's head. And then they started singing, singing, and the child just got up. Somebody shout hallelujah. The difference between the born again Christians and the Jews is, the Jews, the physical children of Abraham, they know that there is a covenant. They know that it is working. So, they plug into the covenant. We, the Christians, that Jesus has set free and delivered, we don't even know whether there be anything called Abraham, not to talk about the covenant. So, I have come to announce to you that if you are born again, you are under the Abrahamic covenant. Shout hallelujah. And it is going to work for you. It is not only what you read. It is what you read, what you digest, what you assimilate, and what you believe. No matter what is happening to you. No matter the situation. Just say, I'm a child of Abraham. And I believe in the covenant. It's beginning to work for you. One day I woke up and my legs were swollen and my face was swollen I, I, and I was not feeling okay. I didn't know what was the matter. So I discussed with my husband. I went to the doctor. He ran all sorts of tests, this and that. Go here, do this. At the end, verdict. Before he could give me the verdict, he said, go call your husband. I said, why? You can tell me. He said, No. So I called my husband. Please, can you come to the hospital? They said before they can tell me what they discovered. There, you have to be here. So he came. And they said, oh, well, they are so sorry. My heart 
is half dead already. I said, what does that mean? The doctor, he, because he's a family friend, I'm so sorry, reverend. I said, you call me reverend and you are sorry? <laughs> I don't believe it. I reject it and I refuse it. He said, but whatever you do, whatever you do well, uh, the time is ticking. In a few months, it will be all over. I say, me. A more. Me, that is the daughter of Abraham. I didn't read anywhere. Where in the covenant they said my life would be cut short. I didn't read it. So I started confessing. I am the daughter of Abraham. I will take the Holy Communion. But you know, physically it was telling on me. I will not be able to climb the staircase. I will want to climb upstairs. There is no strength. My color started changing. You know when you change from black to gray? Imagine it. Somebody shout hallelujah. And it's as if I was thinking. The more I confess, the worse it grew. And the devil will come and whisper to me, you know what? You are going to die. I said, me, I will not die. He said, let me tell you why you will die. He said, the children of Israel, they were under the Abrahamic covenant, but they died in the wilderness. I said, hey, hey, stop it. Stop it. They died because they did not mix the word of God with faith. I believe God. I have faith. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that he can ask or think. I know that Jesus is the healer. He came with the new covenant. Why Moses fulfilled the old covenant, reenacted the old covenant. I said, what, Satan? I, don't talk to me again. Don't tell me rubbish. One thing that many Christians, that have, affect many Christians, they converse with the devil. Shut him out of your life. You are not in any covenant with the devil. Why do you listen to him? Oh, you are going to die of cancer. You will not die of cancer. I continue to confess and confess and confess and confess and confess. It took me nine months. I stayed on the matter. I, I said it's a lie. The covenant must work for me. It will work for me. I will die. I will not die. I will live to testify. And I am testifying to you. Somebody shout hallelujah. I have come to challenge you. Is it that you don't have a job for 10 years? Keep confessing. The job will come. Is it that you are sick? You have been sick for 10 years? Keep confessing. You will be healed. Whatever. Is it that you need a baby? Keep confessing. You will get that baby. Because you belong to the Abrahamic covenant. Somebody shout a big amen. We are going to rise up on our feet. And we are going to make some confessions.
Are we ready? Repeat after me. Oh God. I am your child. In any way that I have broken the terms of the covenant, please forgive me. Today, I reenact, I reintroduce myself under the Abrahamic covenant. I'm a child of God. I'm the child of Abraham. I put my family under the Abrahamic covenant. The word of God that I read, the word of God that I believe, is the unseen force that is working for me. The covenant, the Abrahamic covenant, must work for me, must work for my family. The Abrahamic covenant must work in my marriage. It must work in my family. It must work in my business. It must work in my health. It must work in my career. It must work with my children. Everything I do, I release myself. I release my family under the Abrahamic covenant. And everybody shouted, they believe in Amen. Genesis 17 verse 6. The covenant says you will be exceeding fruitful. You will have righteous descendants. Kings will come out of you. And I stamp this covenant in your life and in your family. Anybody here present that the children have gone astray by the power that is in the name of Jesus. We call them back. Come forth in the name of Jesus. Isaiah, our children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of our children. Every turbulent home, I release peace. I release the peace of God. I release the peace of God. I release the peace of God. You are looking for a job? We reenact the covenant. Wherever you set your feet to, will prosper. Whatever you set your hands to do, will prosper. I decree and I declare you will be exceedingly fruitful. You will multiply. Under this covenant that you are in, the power of God will work for you. In the name of Jesus. I see a young man. You have been struggling all your life. I see you in a football pitch. Today is your day of deliverance. I set you free in the name of Jesus. There is somebody
something is tying your legs. I lose those chains in the name of Jesus. You are a woman. Something. There is a demonic force that has pulled you back. I break those chains in the name of Jesus. And I set you free in the name of Jesus. Repeat after me. I believe you, Lord. I believe your word. I believe I'm your child. Therefore, I must prosper. The Abrahamic covenant is working for me. And everybody shouted a big amen. Put your hands together for the King of Kings. One thing that I know, when you put your faith in what God has said, and that's all you have, is sometimes we have too many options. If it doesn't work this way, I'm going the other way. Settle it in your heart. Only God. Only God. I will stay with this covenant. Regardless of what's happening to me today, I will stay with the covenant and have no other option in your life. Stand with the word. The word of God will put you over. No matter what the problem is. That's what I believe in. No matter what's happening, I can always trust God and have my peace. If you can kill God, then you can get me. But as long as you can't kill him and he's on my side, God's doing his work. I want you to believe the covenant. That's what I've been saying to our church. I am believing God and I want you to believe with me. No poverty. If you are part of this church, I'm declaring it and I want you to agree with me because the Bible says if two shall agree concerning anything that they shall ask on the earth. Are we on the earth? Yeah, if two can agree concerning anything and I know Jesus cannot lie. The only problem is we are not in agreement. You know why? You're looking at your circumstance. The circumstances around your life. And that's what's holding us back. But I'm telling you today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we will all come into agreement and our children will prosper. You will prosper. You will be above and never beneath. You will be head and never tail. God is going to make it happen. That's what my vision is for the Ark Fellowship. And I'm believing it with all my heart. If you don't believe in it, you stand outside and watch. He prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. No, you are not my enemy. You just watch. (laughs) We are all in this together. Thank you.
Reverend Carol, for this precious message today. Please be seated, and we'll take our offering. We're all